Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Okay, here's a disturbing development. Shane, as you know, we have covered the progress of California's End of Life Option Act since before 2015 when Governor Jerry Brown signed it into law. It allows doctors to prescribe lethal drugs to patients with six months or less to live. Hundreds of Californians have already taken advantage of that option, including 111 individuals who died using the drugs in the first seven months of their availability. Proponents say it provides dignity to terminally ill patients by affording them more control over the end of their lives. Sadly, a few days ago, a Riverside County Superior Court judge granted a motion by opponents of the California End-of-Life Option Act to invalidate the law on a procedural technicality. Unless the state successfully appeals the ruling in the next five days, eligible California residents will be prevented from utilizing medical aid in dying to peacefully end unbearable suffering. Here with us to talk about the ruling is attorney Jonathan Patterson for Compassion and Choices, the organization who fought so hard for the End-of-Life Option Act. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. So, Jonathan, I would like you to explain the ruling and what precipitated it. Well, the ruling was shocking because the judge ruled basically that the End-of-Life Option Act was unconstitutional because it didn't fit within the proclamation that the governor put forward for the special section in which it was granted. However, it was shocking because throughout the course of this lawsuit, which has lasted for over a year now, the judge of multiple times has declined to grant rulings in favor of the plaintiffs. When they initially brought the case, they asked for a temporary restraining order to suspend the law until the case was resolved, and he declined to do so. When they asked for a preliminary injunction to suspend the law because they wanted the law to stop so people couldn't get the access to the Life Option Act, the judge refused to do so because he said the legislature enacted the law properly during the special session. And then, lo and behold, Tuesday, May 15th, the judge grants the motion to invalidate the law because he says they didn't pass it properly during the special session. So it's mind-boggling, in a sense, to understand how on one side the law was passed properly, and then all of a sudden later now the law is not passed properly. So is there an appeals process? Like, what will the next step be? So the next step is that the... Thankfully, Attorney General Becerra in his office has pledged to appeal this ruling. And so the next step is we see what that appeal looks like, how that gets done. Hopefully a stay is put in place so that way the law remains in full force and effect. I think it's good to know that as of now, the law is still in full force and effect. So if people are getting their prescriptions, if they're meeting with their doctors, they can continue to do so. Nothing's changed yet. No order has been entered. No judgment has been entered. So the law is still in effect as was now. And we're hopeful that a stay is put in place so that the law will continue to be in effect throughout that appeals process. And how much time is still on the clock? And do you think they're going to get the stay? Well, I believe the appeal will likely come on Monday is what we're anticipating. As far as when that stay goes in place, that is unknown. I'm hopeful and we're hopeful organizationally that they will be successful in getting that stay and keep the law in full force and effect because these are terminally ill Californians who are scared that they're not going to be able to access this law that they fought so hard for, that their legislature, that the doctors, that supporters and people who've already passed away have fought so hard for. Right. 
And can you tell us a little more about the plaintiffs? Who are the people that brought up the issue to begin with? Well, the plaintiffs are some conservative-leaning doctors and organizations who basically, they don't believe that end-of-life options should exist, that they don't believe that this is a viable option and a viable option for patients to access, even though the general public supports it. The doctors support it. The legislators supported it, but because this small group of doctors does not, they feel nobody else should be able to access it either. It's really sad, and I I will tell you, I I work in hospice, and I've had uh, cared for patients who have used this Option Act, but more often than not, what happens is people get the drugs and they don't use them. They need to know that they have that option. And I'm telling you, for people who are suffering at the end of life, just knowing that they have control to let go when they want to really usually affords them the option to go to the end and and to die uh, naturally. And that's what's so egregious about this law and really hurtful that these doctors, the people who have sworn a Hippocratic oath to do no harm, this is doing harm. Absolutely, absolutely. The peace of mind that people get knowing that they have that option, like you said, it makes them able to, t- to try other treatment options. It makes them comfortable. In Oregon, I believe it's something like a third of patients who actually get the medication don't use it because, like you said, sometimes it's just having the peace of mind that if something were to happen, I have this option to make sure that my pain isn't going to be interminable. I'm not going to be stuck in this situation that I'm in. And so for Californians to have that taken away from them is just egregious. So, Jonathan, have other states that have passed similar legislation been challenged like this? So there's been challenges in other states, but they haven't been successful. Oregon was challenged initially 20-something years ago, but it wasn't successful ultimately. Obviously, we have the Death of Dignity Act in Oregon, and terminally ill Oregonians are still able to access it. There's been challenges in Vermont, for instance, and that wasn't successful. So this is a new ruling, a new challenge for us, but we've overcome challenges in the past, and I'm confident we'll be successful and that the attorney general will be successful in their appeal. So what's next and what can people do to help with this fight? Because I know that hospice workers all over the state uh, really are are quite stunned by this and this is, is very upsetting. So what can we do to help? I think supporting the organization, supporting the attorney general as they go forward, I think voicing their concerns, letting their legislators know that they want this, that they're excited or happy that it was passed. I think just making sure not to stay silent about it and letting people know, letting their legislators, doctors, et cetera, that they want this option, that they're happy that it's there and that they want it to continue to be there. Great. Well, Jonathan, we really appreciate this work that you're doing. I think it's super important. It's something that um, a lot of people are afraid to talk about, to think about, and just having people on the front lines fighting for them is is really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everybody else who's donating their time to this effort as well. Thank you for giving us a chance to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking with attorney Jonathan Patterson, who represents Compassion and Choices, the organization that fought tirelessly and laid the groundwork to pass the California End of Life Option Act in 2015. For more information about this ruling and about Compassion and Choices and how you can support this cause, visit CompassionAndChoices.org. 